You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on Self-Discovery Media. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Deron Essex, a young man who has transcended his trauma. We think of trauma of only being something we have later in life or only discovering it later in life and only dealing with it later in life. But he is a young man who has looked at negativity right into the face and no longer allowed it to hold him back, but instead has learned how to become invincible, unstoppable, and now he's here to help you do the same. He stepped into his spirituality, his mindset, wellness, mindfulness, abundance, and transcendence, and transcended his own life from the trauma, from his past, into a beautiful divine power today. And he teaches people how to do the, the same. So how does he do this? How can we get a part of it? What kind of traumas did he have that led him to this way? And I have to say, having done this for a very long time and spiritual counseling for 45 years, it is wonderful to see a young person facing their trauma, facing their obstacles young and realizing there is such a beautiful thing as that divine empowerment that can set you free. And you haven't wasted 20, 30 years of going through the trauma process, allowing it to ground you right no grounding with you you're taking flight so welcome to the show Duran. hello 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 ah <laughs> uh, okay well we have to first get the nitty-gritty over it what kind of trauma did you go through because from there we can understand you know where those wings came from got you so yeah so i grew up in the south side of chicago um, and growing up, I witnessed and I saw a lot of things that no child should see. I practically grew up in, in the war zone. Every single day, I would hear police sirens. And inside of my house, it, was, it wasn't safe, right? Like, I was abused by my stepfather a bit, and he was going through his own process of understanding his darkness and what was going through with him and his traumas. And then outside of my house, right, when I would step outside of my house, it would be death right like i remember when i was eight years old and seeing my best friend's older brother die right in front of me mm-hmm. right and seeing his blood on the concrete for years when we would skate by bike pass and you know being molested by about babysitters to all that like all of that had a profound impact on me and it left me with a lot of anxiety a lot of trauma and it left me you know really feeling worthless like I I was always the weird one in my family I was always the oddball the black sheep um and these traumas made me really anxious but I didn't understand anxiety when I was younger I just thought all this was happening in my head and I couldn't communicate properly I couldn't just be just simply be an innocent child Mm -hmm. exactly um, and so, do you want me to keep telling? Yes, like, how yeah. it, yes. Okay. So, Open so, up. From I mean, I mean, if you know, um, forgot the horrors that you've gone through, no child should go through, and it's become far too much of the norm. 
and you know right. it's become part of accepted society which should not be accepted on any level at any time in any society absolutely and so you know what happened was um when i was eight years old i, I saw that death so that really really shook me but growing up in my community mental health was not talked mm -hmm. about it's not, it's, it's not talked about. It's just like swept under the rug, you know, put your feelings in your pocket and, and keep it moving. You know, that saying was the general belief and the, and the general dogma. Um, but it wasn't until I was 10 years old that everything shifted for me. Now, I did not understand what anxiety was. I did not understand what depression was. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't define it for you. But I always, growing up, dealing through all this, I always had a hunch something was off inside of me. Mm -hmm. Don't know what that hunch was, but I always had that hunch. So when I was 10 years old, I was watching a show called Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. Uh, and for all my viewers out there watching, that is my show, one of my favorite shows. And, you know, most people thought it was just a cartoon. But for me, that show saved my life. Yes. The show, Aang, the main character, he was meditating. And he was meditating with some monks in, in, in this air temple. And when I was watching that, something came over me and it told me, to stop what I was doing, pause the show, and meditate. Go outside and meditate. And that's what I did. And I took 10 deep breaths, meditated just like I saw Aang did, and it changed my life. That was the first time that I actually felt in my body, that, that I actually felt safe in mm. my body and fully present in my body. So I felt, I'm sorry, so I felt present in my body and also felt as light as a feather. You know, it was like this transcendent kind of feeling like I, I didn't weigh as much as the air. Right. So it was these two polar opposites that I felt. And I was like, whoa, what is this? I don't know what this is, but I'm going to travel down this path because I think this is the coolest bleep in the world. <laughs> uh, and so I kept doing it, right? Nobody made me do it. And this was before the whole wellness trend and the whole wellness mm -hmm. was taking over. And anything from the ages of 10 to 18, I anything about spirituality angels astral projection telepathy chi prana anything around that realm i ate it slept it drank it pooped devoured it, it. devoured, devoured it, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, i had an insatiable thirst for it because i just thought it was it was an escape for me it was an escape from the world that i was living in and it finally gave me some inner peace so Fast forward to 18 years old, I had, when I was 18, I first got to college, that was when I had my very first astral projection full out experience. Now, from the ages of 14 to 18, I was practicing daily to astral project, and it took me four years to do it. And when I did it, I, I was in my uh, freshman dorm room, and my roommate, he was sleeping on the other side of the room, and I remember I popped out of my body. I was like, whoa, I finally did this, like, you know, feeling amazing because it took me four years to, to, to do it because I thought if I could ash project, I could understand deeper things about life and death. Um, and so I did. And then when I looked at my roommate's body, there was a spirit hovering over him. And the spirit looked at me and I was like, <laughs> I'm going back to my body. That experience kind of scared me a little bit. And then I fell on that, that experience. Plus I fell under the belief that people in college don't meditate, don't grow, mm -hmm. don't heal. <clears throat> and I started to do the things that my friends would do in college, you know, and 
two years went by, sophomore year came, and I felt hollow, like a dead, like an old tree trunk, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, my traumas from the past, they were coming back around. I, I was facing racial bomb threats on my campus at the time. Oh, wow. Black people. So that's what happened. That was giving me a lot of anxiety. My traumas from the past, it was ramping up because I didn't meditate. I didn't do anything for two years. I just let my mind and soul decay. And then I was in a toxic relationship at the time that only reflected the relationship I had with my stepfather. Right. Mm -hmm. All these things were like culminating. And even then, I also was so depressed, I couldn't even go get out of my room to go down the street to my classroom. So all this happened, and it led me to have a mental breakdown. And this was the the next big dark night of the soul for me. I remember sitting in my college dorm room, feeling hopeless, feeling lost, feeling worthless, feeling like I was going to drop out of school and commit suicide because I just didn't even see the worth in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting down on that ugly carpet, dorm room floor, with like a 12-inch drool of slob coming down my, my face, not caring about anything, just broken and then a voice of my old spiritual mentor came to me and he said Duran get up and get back into your spiritual journey that's what he said to me and those words still ring in my head to this day and from that point the next three months I ferociously just like I did when I was 10 10 through 18 devoured new information on how to heal myself how to reprogram myself because I knew you know, when I was going through that like dark time, freshman year and sophomore year, I knew that whenever I got back into spirituality for real, it would be powerful because I was doing it for eight years. I know a lot of techniques. I just stopped doing it. And so the, those next three months after that breakdown, I started meditating. I started healing myself. I was studying psychology at the time so I could understand anxiety and depression. So I, I self-diagnosed myself. And I was like, okay, I was suicidal thoughts, had manic depression, PTSD, anxiety, you know, all that stuff like that, social anxiety. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm at now. In three months, I promised myself I would not be in the same situation. So three months ferociously devoured and worked on myself. And then I started to feel so much more at peace again. And I started to really feel like I was like just floating through life. And people around me started to see that transformation and they said Deron, you seem different you didn't get a haircut you didn't get any taller <laughs> you know what's going on um and it wasn't just people my age it was professors you know saying that it was people around because i was pretty known in town um because i was the guy that always you know skateboard around town to go play basketball so people knew me because what other tall boy was skateboarding um and then so many people started to ask me Deron, you know what are you doing it got to the point to where so many people started asking me that I started to think, hmm, maybe something is here. Yeah. But that wasn't truly enough to get me to start doing this. What happened, and I don't really share this part of the story, but I'm sharing it. Um, what what like really happened was I was applying for a, a fellowship, okay? And in this fellowship, it was a two-year fellowship for my school. This was sophomore year. And I was talking about how meditation can erase the effects of racism and like how like uh these internal constructs that we have how if you meditate you can rechange how you see yourself right um with people of color but also just any anybody Mm -hmm. and i proposed this idea to the institution and they declined it and i was like what the that is it i was like 
because I saw it work in my life. So I had all the conviction, you know, mm-hmm. and the confirmation. And I was like, what literally if people are struggling with anxiety or self or, or, or like depression, meditation and healing, it can break that. But the school, they did not validate my idea. Right. And at that point, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to make my own. I'm going to make my own program. Yeah. And that's what I did. So I made my own uh, program where people of all ages, all backgrounds, like faith, not faith, none of that matters. Like if you wanted to grow yourself and feel your divine presence with other spiritual nerds, then you came to my group every Sunday. And I ran it for about three years every Sunday and from sophomore year to like uh, senior year. And people will get tr- profound transformations. Like people will walk out of there feeling their true authentic divine selves, feeling the peace inside of themselves for some of them the first time in their life. Yeah. And a lot of students and professors said that it was a home for them. It was their church, you know? And then from that point, people started asking me, do you do one-on-one coaching? I'm like, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of, you know, grew from there. And then this was all sophomore year. Then what happened, I had another dark night of the soul. So I, I had like, what, four, you know, like two months of me running those like sessions, sophomore year, then summertime came. And then me and my girlfriend at the time, we broke up. And I was depressed because I was still attached to that negativity. And I, I was still attached to that trauma, right? And I was crying. I was just like, just literally crying, writing, reading. That's it. That's all I was doing for like the whole summer. And then one day out of the summer, something just hit me. It was like another urge you know like i say intuition you know like the, yes the download, another download another download <laughs> yeah. absolutely and i woke up out of crying and i was like wait a second because my um ex at the time you know she said like like when we broke up in our last conversation she said deron you're not worth me and that was really broke my heart okay and i was like oh man uh, ooh. so i was just crying and then i got up i'm like wait a second what am i worth to myself amen crap crap what she's saying right now what am i worth to myself and i i let that thing marinate you know yes like i let that thing you know just really marinate in the back of my mind then it was like a flash went off i was like oh snap i can help people i can make a business and really make this my full-time you know employment to help people transform themselves and then in that moment i was like okay have this business, but what am I going to call it? Then I looked out the window. It was a clear day. I would never forget this. I looked out the window and a shooting star passed. And the moment the shooting star passed, the name Grounded Flight came. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was I love like, those oh. moments. Yeah, like, <laughs> those epiphanies, yes. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. Like, and, and it symbolized what I learned in my own journey that I have to ground myself. Mm-hmm. In order to take flight. In order to take flight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I service people all over the world. I speak all around the world about this. I have my after school program where I teach little kids these tools as well. And now I just want to help as many people as I can before I pass in this lifetime. So, And that's what your journey is. And as I said, you're very blessed. I've had it so young because so many people get caught in societies and life expectations. And they go through, well, I need to or I should do. It's been expected of me to. And you even went through that for a short while where you went into the dark side and you go, hang on, this lifestyle is empty. 
I don't like how I feel inside. I've gone back to my desperation because I'm not feeding my heart. I'm not feeding my soul. I'm not feeding my spirit. And what we feed grows. And if we neglect, it dies. Right. Mm. So the lesson you had to learn during that time period is that I cannot neglect my presence because it is a divine gift that I've been given to have an Mm. impact on other people's lives. But that's Mm. also the reason where a lot of people think that if you step into this spiritual awesomeness, um, that you can't have dark days or that you can't have questioning or crossroads or despair. You know, of course we go through that. Uh, you know, empathically, we're more in tune to what's around us. So sometimes it has even a bigger effect on us at the time. But those deep slumps that we have very often is a release of stuff we've been carrying and not released. But it also sometimes is another uh, epiphany of light, of understanding that we only get from going into the darkness. You see, the darkness is only fearful if we don't allow the clarity of light in there. But when you're at peace, you can be in that darkness and you see the truth of the light. Mm, It is the yin and the yang that you have to have. It's not the extremes. And a lot of people, like you probably did at first, is almost treated it like a drug because it made you feel good. Then you had to take a slump again and understand the true impact of really what this meant for you to find your balance, your yin yang, you know, be grounded within yourself so that you can take flight. Mm -hmm. So you've done a lot of journeying in a short period of time. And because the big word I think was you allowed, you allowed yourself to take the journey. And that's what a lot of people don't because they go, well, what will people think of me? Or, you know, um, am I going to get labeled or, you know, am I, is this a cult? And, uh, because, of course, the media likes to present it like that, right? Oh, it's got to be a cult. And, you know, if kindness and love and inner peace and inner love and exuding that positive vibration is a cult, then let's make it so. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you were really out there having an effect with all the people at the university, it wasn't just, you know, it was your presence. It was your aura. It was your frequency that you were putting out there that touched people and go, I like this feeling. And so as a teacher is meant to, it's not do as I say, it is do as I feel so you can feel the same way too. But they've got to do the work. Like you said, you did the work. You studied, you, you gobbled everything up to try and have an understanding, right? And life is lived from the inside out but we've been taught to live exteriorly, not internally. And it is an an internal experience. That's the only way we connect with the divine. And yes, astral traveling is absolutely wonderful. You know, being up in the universe in in nothingness and everythingness, Mm. you know, it's all the knowledge you want, but nothing you need if you don't need it. And, you know, there is no body to weigh you down. It is just pure, utter, nothingness (laughs) nothingness <laughs> which is everythingness it's very hard it's very hard to explain unless somebody's been through it right yeah, exactly and also i want to add something to what you said about uh you know what will people think of me and what i recognize is that i and, and we're kind of programmed to like think like this by because of school like that you need somebody or some institution to validate yeah. yourself yeah. or or to validate you 
to to make to make whatever idea you feel like is okay. Mm-hmm. And what I had to recognize, and I hope this touched somebody's heart out there. What I had to recognize is that if God, the universe, consciousness, whatever blank spot you want to put right there, if guess God, universe, spirit, yeah, boom, yeah. <laughs> if if the vision was given to you, I can't expect other people to see it. No, okay, no. No, it's inviting them to see it within themselves by showing them how to go in. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's what you did. But you can't do that unless you are the inspiration yourself. I would say inspiration begets invitation because you were living on and do live on such a resonance of energy, of, of, of truth and inner peace and exuberance. People feel that. I want to feel like that too. There's the invitation. Mm. But the people got to understand it's not a downloadable app. It's not across your legs and go, now I feel it. It is an immersement into yourself in really knowing yourself. And a great deal of it is forgiving, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm sure part of your process with the trauma is yeah. forgiving yourself and say you were not to blame in being the victim. You right. didn't ask for this. And we carry that guilt around with us. Mm-hmm. Right, and that guilt needs to be faced. You need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't ask for it, or your reaction to it. You know, all of that was survival in the moment, and forgive because you know more now. Right. Let it go. Mm-hmm. But we really find hard to forgive and to let go. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, like that's an interesting thing because I teach a lot of my clients different forgiveness techniques, and one of the things that I learned is that if you don't forgive yourself for hurting somebody else or for doing something that you did back in the day that, that you didn't even have awareness of the impact of it. Or hurting yourself, which of course right. is mostly what we do. Yeah, exactly. It, it haunts you. And then yeah. your confidence goes down and then you don't trust yourself. And then now you're in fight or flight with yourself. And now you just like, you don't really believe in yourself because you've seen how you let yourself down. And then by you not forgiving yourself, you're still holding on to those stories of like, oh yeah. man, I back when I let myself down or back when I hurt X or back when I did that or back when I, you know, did X, Y, Z or like whatever. So it's like having that ability to be like, no, I'm forgiving because I want to be at peace with myself and be able to move forward with myself and move forward with my relationship. Right. With myself. But, and the thing is, that's the point. The relationship we need to have with self is the relationship we will have with others. We are a reflection. If we're in turmoil, we will gather turmoil around us. You do not see peace in the middle of the hurricane, right? You know, it's how do you get out of the hurricane so you can see from the outside in? Because when we're in the trauma or the turmoil, we can't see clarity. Exactly. We have to step outside of ourselves and Breathing, of course, is something that is just so incredible, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. of the way it centers us, the way it grounds us, the way it literally lines up the chakras and the way it opens up your channels to receive. And we, we can breathe anywhere. I mean, people think that you have to, you know, be cross-legged to meditate, but you can meditate in all different forms, can't you? Absolutely. And, you know, as, so I've taught meditation, probably the most asked question I get is, uh you know how like no the most 
the, the most thing that I hear is that people say, oh, meditation is hard or it's impossible because people think, oh, you have to clear your mind. And yeah. if you clear your mind, that means that there's some goal there. But honestly, there's thousands of different ways to mm. meditate physically, mm -hmm. still, like, like, there's so many different ways. And something about breath that I've, that I've recognized is that if you're ever stressed, just check your breath. I will guarantee mm. you any amount of money, you're not breathing properly. You're Yeah, yeah. Oh, holding your breath. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why is the oxygen being cut off? <laughs> breathe, man, breathe. No. <laughs> so like the, the, now you are not even getting breath to your to mm. oxygen to your brain. Mm -hmm. Now you can only look from one perspective. Right. And you're in stress. And that's tra traumatic. Right? That perspective you're in right now is turmoil. It's traumatic. How can you see clarity? How can you see hope? How can you see anything positive in the future if you are clenched in that breath right? this? Mm -hmm. You can't because everything about you is contracted into small. What breath does is <gasps> opens you up into being big again where now you can receive because it is about receiving. Meditation, all the downloads that you had, all the epiphanies, it's about opening up in order to receive, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think surrender is a big part because mm. I know a lot of people, and I, I hear this all the time when I talk to people around the world, they keep themselves busy to avoid the important. Yeah, yeah. And they will keep themselves busy by doing all these different tasks because they don't want to sit alone with themselves. Because the moment that they sit alone with themselves, now all these negative thoughts and now all their thoughts are racing. Now they can't control it. Now they have to suppress it or watch Netflix or put their mind on something else. But it's like the more that you run away from it, the more power you're giving it until you look that thing in a mirror, until you face that thing in a mirror, which people, you know, it's scary, but it's scarier to not do it. Yes. 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 You can't run away from yourself. Wherever you go, you go with you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes it is scary and you know you talk about the mirror in, in um i'm a counselor by god's design right so not schooled but literally spiritually taught I like that and one of the things i i do with people is have that conversation in the mirror it is very hard to pull the wool over your own eyes eyeball to eyeball right say something now do your eyes believe you <laughs> right what you've just said is the other side of you buying this? <laughs> you know? And I think that conversation with your mirror is really, really poignant because you are looking at yourself. Are you really trying to fool yourself? Right. right. Because fooling yourself is just going to have you constantly going around in a circle chasing your tail. You're never going to get out of that rut, are you? Exactly. I, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people don't realize that finding this peace and this empowerment, this beautiful spiritual space, that it does require work. You know, when, when you're in it, it's so much easier now to maintain because right. you don't want to be in anything else and you know the triggers and you know the paths and you avoid them. You're in that space, right? But to get there, you've got to be willing to put in the work. And we're in a society today that wants everything instant. And if they really want to heal from the inside out, they've got to be willing yeah. to go and, for a program like yours. And, 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 and that's the thing. And I, and I tell people, you know, when I have that first conversation, I say, look, this is not like Amazon Prime. 
you know, like, you know, you know, boom, one meditation. All right, I'm healed. Doses. <laughs> it's like anything that truly is worth attaining takes time and practice. And Commitment. And a lot of people don't want to do that, but it's like yeah. there are a lot more people who. I mean, if you're watching this or like listening to this or reading this, how, how, however it is being transcribed to wherever you see this now, you know, if you, I want you to ask yourself this question. What I'm doing right now and how I'm living my life, would I be fine living the same day or the same like month for the rest of my life? Like that's a really powerful question to ask yourself yeah. because if you ask yourself that question, Am I really fine? You know, like going into the mirror, like you said, am I really okay living life with these pains in my heart, living life with these trust issues because X person, you know, hurt me. So now every other person I come in contact with must have something right. to hurt me, you know, yes. like, cause I, I lived like that before. And yeah. I want to tell you, that's your brain keeping you safe. Yes. Yes. Your brain doesn't want to. Yeah, it, it just wants to keep you in a pattern. It doesn't care what the pattern is. No, it's a yeah, it's a, like a treadmill, a glamster treadmill. You're going around and around and around, right? Mm -hmm. it don't care. It don't care if, if it's a positive feedback loop, if it's a negative feedback right. loop, if it's hurting you and your family and your business and your loved ones. If it's helping, it doesn't. Your, your brain doesn't care. It just wants a pattern. Yes. You yeah. understand that, like, of course, you know, if you've been living life like this or like with these issues for so long, you will numb yourself. You will right. push them down so deep to us, you consciously can't even feel it. But you may have dream about it. You may mm. get triggered about it. You may see commercials about it. You may see things that the universe is telling you like, blink, 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 look, like this is something that I need you to look at so we can heal so you can get to your next path in life. Yeah, may, you just may see that one particular show. For me, it's Northern Lights, Golden Compass. Mm -hmm. You know, that was um, a beautiful story of, you know, um, where the kids grow up, their soul is a, a little animal creature. And it, once they reach puberty, puberty, it will become the animal that represents who they really are in the inside. But up until then, it changes. And I thought, oh, my God, how I would have loved to have my soul my consciousness on the outside, being able to talk to me instead of, you know, going through all the mess of the brain and the mind and everything else to get down to hear the voice, you know, and I believe in knowing this. It's, you know, that gut feeling, I don't know how I know, but I know, you know, trusting that soul intuition that then resonates with the heart in truth and it goes to the spirit into action and your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And we, if we get stuck in the brain, we're always in what if. Yeah, but what if the, the judgment? Or what if that happens to me? What if this? What if that? And we talk ourselves out of everything. But when we listen to the soul, the heart, and the spirit, the other four gears in this vehicle, it, it will filter out what is the truth, what action to take, what divineness is attached to it. And your brain will then know which programming to ignite. Right. We've got to stop just living in this little database so, up here. That is, okay, so this is interesting because a lot of, so I hear this a lot as well. And people would say, oh man, I don't, I don't know if this thought that I, that is, you know, I'm, that is being received, if it's intuition or if it's old programming. Mm -hmm. And I just said that because it's like most people, you know, don't know the difference, but then, I mean, 
And it normally comes around relationships and trust yeah. issues. That's, that, this is where I normally hear it at. Um, because I had trust issues before for, for a very long time because my like first relationship really hurt me, you know, and it led me and I, and, and I saw that like, when you, like, if you're hurt at some level, you're going to hurt, like, like you're going to hurt another person. And so I saw that when, you know, I was betrayed and in, in, in my relationships, I became this like other Duran, this like Duran right. that didn't care about hurting the other person, that didn't yeah. care about going behind her back, that didn't care about lying, didn't care about cheating, stealing, n- none of that. And it was because I was so deeply ingrained, like, oh, you know, like kind of, so I grew up with like brothers. So the whole thing was like, oh man, like if, you know, somebody hits me, I'm gonna hit them back, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of mentality where, oh, if somebody hurts me, I'm, I'm gonna hurt them back. But then it just turns into this like pit for tat, tat for tat. Yeah. And then it keeps going for on and on and on. And then, you know, I told, I, I had to sit down with myself and like, Duran, when is this shit going to stop? Like, yeah. when you actually heal, let this go. Like, let what that happened go and stop bleeding. Yes. And, and, and stop really letting your, like, last relationships poison. Try to kill this current relationship. Right. Nope. And, and first and foremost, <laughs> relationship with yourself. Right. Stop transcending, you know, stop kind of putting that that relationship defines me or that relationship hurt me. So now I'm wounded that that what about your relationship with self self? Because this is the relationship that you're going to bring to every other relationship. Exactly. So clean your shit up. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, so funny. So the the beautiful loving partner that I'm with now, when I first met her three years ago, right around the same time my business started, it all kind of started around the same time. I told her, I said, look, you're beautiful, but if you don't come into this relationship focusing on growing yourself while I'm focusing on growing myself, it won't work. Because mm-hmm. if you're stagnant or if I'm stagnant, it's going to become stagnant and then the energy is going to become stagnant and then over time, pretty soon, it's going to become toxic. Right. So it's like if you don't go into like if you don't have a mentality and anything would be relationship business anything because everything is only a reflection of where you are in your mind and your spirit um 100 100 percent. it is a reflection of you right so if you don't heal that you know if you don't even and it's not saying like heal isn't like okay i did it for a month you know it's like yeah. if you don't commit yes and have to the conscious decision going forward that for the rest of my life i will consciously decide to deal with my shadow, to talk to my dark side. You know, I had this dream. Ooh, this dream blew my mind. I have a lot of dreams like that, but this one particularly blew my mind. I was in a dream where I was in this really big apartment complex, like 40, 30 floors, right? And it was kind of abandoned. And the dream started off me running. That's a dream started off, just me running and then me running up into this apartment building. And I was running uh, like as fast as possible. And I ran up to like the sixth floor or something like that. And then I like went into this room and I closed the door behind me and I was like, <sighs> and then I hear a boom, boom. And it's like, somebody's trying to break into the door and, and I'm trying to, you know, keep myself safe. And then I like turn around a little bit and then the door cracks a little bit because like, they like, try to push us in, but I'm holding it. And so like, it's like this sliver of space where, where, where we can both only see each other's eyeballs and the other person was, the, was me. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. And when I woke up from that dream, I was like, what now? I was like, okay, this dream is showing me something. 
Yes. What part of myself am I running from? Yeah. Yeah. What? So yeah. if you're watching this, you know, uh, show or reading it, transcribing it, however you're like saying it, ask yourself, what part of myself am I running from? You know, Kobe Bryant, one of the, like one of the people that I really look up to, he's a, um, you know, like he, he passed a few days ago, yes. really big basketball icon. Um, and one of the things he said that I still keep my heart out, you know, to this day, because I grew up watching Kobe. Like, if I would throw something in a trash can, I'd be like, Kobe! Or like, <laughs> like that. Um, he said, you know, any young player, and obviously he's talking basketball, but this transcends to any, anything. He said, any young player should not be worried about their legacy. They should wake up in the morning, identify their weakness, work on that all day, go to sleep, wake back up, do it all again. And then in 20 years from now, your legacy will, will like speak for itself. Yes. So that's how I feel like the same thing in like personal development. Every single morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, wh what, where is my like weakness? And I know my like weaknesses clearly, clearly, and I work on them daily to where I'm like, okay, in 10 years and 20 years, this would be now a, a new strength. Then if every single day I'm willing to be real with myself and be like, okay, Duran, where are we slacking off at? Okay, Duran, where is your energy going? Where's your time going? Where's your mind wandering? Okay, Deron, like, you know, what are you doing? And, and focusing on those weaknesses and these urges, right? Over time, that develops strength. Oh, Over yeah. time, that develops internal discipline that is actually needed to get stuff done, not motivation. Because motivation, like excitement, has a shelf life, right? You can be motivated, right? And, and this is why people don't change after, after they like, go to, like, seminars or, like, talks. Yeah. Because Go to a talk, right? Let's say, high. I go be like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. right? And then they feel that energy, but then they don't take that energy and transmute it into daily action. They don't have to sustain it at all. No. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, wow, this was amazing. Oh my gosh, great. Oh. You know, just yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing. People, again, are looking for their sugar high. And that's why they keep going back and keep searching for something else. And right. basically, there again, it's meant to be the inspiration and the invitation. The invitation is for you to take that inspiration and apply it to self. Right. right? Now, you know, we see a lot of people um, that totally chose a wrong path you know, uh, gangsters, murderers, drug pushers, and at some point have their epiphany, have a redirection. You know, they wake up to go, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, it could happen in jail. It could happen anywhere in life. It's whatever that path is. And a lot of people think that you can't come back from that type of thing. And again, I think what we have to do is look at ourselves of who we were right. to who we have been willing to become. And to be that person that would never do that now, right. right? But from that experience, help others that are on that path. They maybe think that's a glorified life. Right. And selling the soul, selling the heart, selling their spirit for a moment of glory. And for someone who's done that path, um, to say, putting your pieces back together is hard. But now I've glued them back together with a lot of holes and a lot of cracks. There is no way I'm ever going to break it. I'm going to protect it. Because getting your soul, your spirit, and your heart in sync is the most beautiful and most empowering and most powerful thing you can be and do for other people around you. Absolutely. And I will also say, you know, to that is like, if 
you're watching this and you may be 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 and, 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 and you may feel like, you know, you've had nothing but failures in life or you may feel like, you know, you've, you know, been down the wrong paths, but you're having that hard time to kind of break into that mm. new reality. Ask yourself, do you want to keep doing this until you die? Right. No, you got to, you know, really act like really stop bullshitting yourself. Yes. And one of my friends, Khalid Taylor, I love this guy. He shall probably also be interviewed on the show. Um, send him over, send him over. <laughs> um, when I first met him freshman year, he was the person that really, he was the person that, that really, really, really called me on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember freshman year was all hanging around and stuff like that. And I was, I was, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what, what we're necessarily talking about, but he called me in a lie. And then, other people, and, and I know that my, my, my other friends at the time, they also knew I was lying about stuff, but they just wouldn't call me on it. And then out the blue, in front of everybody, he looked me in my face, and he was like, Deron, why are you lying? And, and I was like, because my whole, because like literally like growing up, right? Yes. That idea of like, oh man, I can just get away with it. Yeah. When, then when somebody calls you on your bullshit, it, it's a mirror to you. Yeah. Being, look, yo, look, this is what you, like, what you're doing is not conducive. And you, you know, obviously, you know, I had the privilege to, like, have somebody like that in my life. And, you know, now I make it a critical impact in my own life to, for me to empower myself to call myself on my own bullshit. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. we all need those kinds of people in our lives because I read this quote. It was like, if you don't have anybody in your life that never – like helps you show you your blind spots and where you're bullshitting yourself they they don't they then you're then seeing yourself as like a god right oh ego loves to step in and take over absolutely exactly Exactly. until somebody checks it then you know you think that oh they're personally attacking me yes ego Right, exactly. No, they're attacking the mask that you chose to put on. Right, right, because they can see your true colors. Exactly. Right, and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, for for me, uh, growing up, I'm still, because I'm 65, so I'm in the era of um, brought up to sacrifice. You know, um, you don't put, don't put emphasis on yourself. You're here to serve others. You know, um, suck it up. Nobody wants to know. Um, you know, uh, who cares who you really are? Is what are you doing for me? You know, that was my era of that. And for me, it was, although I've always been a very spiritual person right from the word go and being a spiritual coach and teacher throughout my life and the knowingness when they've downloaded it to me. Um, but it took me a long time for me to place value upon myself, to see myself in the light that I knew was within me because I kept looking at myself from these other people's eyes. And I thought, they're seeing me through expectations of society's expectations. They're seeing me from what they want from me. They're not seeing me for who I am because I'm not showing them my light. Mm -hmm. And it was me willing to work on myself and become the light that I knew I was inside. And I'm still perfectly imperfect. I'm very flawed, but that's what makes me Sarah. And I am the light for those that can see. And if they can't see, they're not ready. And that's okay. If I'm not that kind of light, it's okay. I can only be as bright as I can be and be 
content with that. Because we look at the Oprahs of the world, we look at Deepak Chakras, we look at all the others, and we think, well, should I be like them? You, you know, I have to be at their level to inspire. You only need to inspire one person yeah. enough can, to have the ripple effect. Absolutely. And, and like, you can inspire people walking down the street. Yes. Say, hello, how are you? Yes. A smile, kindness, acknowledgement. Yes. Like the best present you can give somebody is your own presence. Yes. The gift of the present is in the now. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And another thing that she says that I really resonate with that I was thinking a long time. So this is interesting. I also grew up in that same vein. It was like, give to others, give, 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 sir, 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 sir. Right. And, but then I found this, um, this like paradigm that really shook me, you know, and it's like, if, oh, look at that, perfect synchronicity. If your cup isn't full, <laughs> yes, like, 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 basically, that like your cup must overflow. Let your you cup run over. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The cup itself, like, you need that to be full. And I recognize that, you know, along this journey, when I wasn't tending to myself, tending to my garden. I wasn't the most effective coach. And I want, and if you're watching this, whether you're a coach, not a coach, whether you just help people, and you're the kind of person, because I hear this a lot, um, is that, you know, oh man, I put everybody else before me. Mm -hmm. That was me, yes. <laughs> Even if you do that, you're truly not, you can't really help 100% if you're not overflow. If you're not overflowing, you can't yeah. really 100% truly help to the fullest level of your being. If you're have, if you got ten percent of your cup, you know that we need to understand the importance of self. And I'm not talking self-importance, which is ego-driven, but the importance of self, because we are here to understand our gift, our instrument in life, to learn to play it in such a way that it resonates out to people, and we can find our orchestra, that we can expand on that music and transcend people with it. But we have to understand, we keep pointing fingers at everybody else, but, 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 but it's the government, it's this, it's that. Three ping fingers are pointing back at you. Where's your accountability? Stuff happened to you. Shoot happens, right? What are you going to do with that experience? How are you going to find your strength and your courage? How are you going to find your gift? What is it about you that is so utterly awesome that it has a beautiful impact on other people? Absolutely. And I think that it's like, so I feel, and, and, and this is why I, I, I help people because most people that I help, you know, they have a big like vision mm -hmm. you know, that they feel like they're not truly, you know, fulfilling. And I tell them like the moment that you consciously commit to healing and it, yeah. it's a world life, it's not like a month thing or and I and like even though my like program is like three months I tell my clients I say these tools are life lifetime long yes okay, they're not just some oh we can't yay no it's like lifelong you have to make this unconscious to where it naturally happens you're changing that people's lifestyle it's not a diet I'm going to lose a few pounds and that's it this is a lifestyle exactly. of skills tools to put in their backpack no matter wherever they go in life exactly and it's like if you know the moment that you like you know like heal and the more you heal and the more you reprogram think about it like this you have a, a treasure chest everybody that's watching this i want you to close your eyes and just imagine this for a second i'm closing my eyes too imagine that there is this like treasure chest at the bottom of the sea and in this treasure chest is like 
gold, ruby, sapphire, all of the most beautiful, abundant, beautiful pearls, all that stuff like that. But it's these big ass boulders that are over the treasure chest. And what happens is, is that when you have too many boulders over that treasure chest and you swimming by, you don't even see the treasure chest. Right. The boulders represent the traumas. Yes. I've recognized the moment that you, you know, like either pick at them over time, you know, because the, the rock that has a thousand drops on it, yeah. but a thousand and one drop, it cracks, right? Just for momentum and just over time and like long-term and uh, cause and effect. And it's like the more that you work at those boulders and you get a crack at a peak of like a little tiny light just like shining up, then you're like, whoa. And you keep going and then you unleash that gift and you, then you unleash that gift to yourself. Yeah. That only empowers you, that only empowers the world. Because everybody who came on this planet, we have a mission to fulfill. Why the hell do you think you're here? Exactly. <laughs> the meaning of life is your presence. You are the gift, right? Mm-hmm. Be a present that a presence that uplifts, that inspires, that contributes, right? We need it. Every single one of us is given something to contribute. Absolutely. So, but you can't contribute if you're still in trauma mode, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, and trauma mode is in a lot of ways. It's not yes. just in relationship. It's scarcity of money. It's scarcity. Oh, yeah. It's scarcity of everything. It's like scarcity in and of itself. Yes. And like, if you commit to being like, wow, like, you know, if I can just unleash this, this like treasure chest, now I can help give these jewels to the world. I can help, you know, give this stuff to the people. And it's like, and now I can truly step into my divine invincibility. Right. And it's, ooh, I got to write that term down. That was a nice term. Yeah. <laughs> Step into your invincibility. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it's like the more that you step into that and the more that you commit to this process is it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Of course, there are pains with doing it. Of course, you know, there's like ups and downs. And then there, there's like, you know, like low moments, high moments, all that stuff like that. But it's kind of, it kind of goes like this. Yeah, it's a wave, a wavelength. You don't want the seesaw up and down because those are the extremes. You want this wonderful wavelength that just keeps going, you know, mm-hmm. up and up because we're not meant to be linear and going in a straight line. Right. You know, we are about movement. What is in our body? Oxygen and blood. If it doesn't flow, we don't work. What is in the rivers, in the oceans, what is in the air? It is constantly moving forward or swirling or dancing. It is that. We are the energy that needs to be constantly moving. And even in our stillness, we're understanding our movement. It's not that we stop moving. It's that we are in our fluidity and we're allowing those chakras those channels to open and flow down into us in our stillness in our silence you know and i i am a firm believer and that's because of all the shows that i've done and the counseling i've done through the life is that those redirects those rock bottoms that cosmic two by four that lands you on your ass your rock bottomness who you become as you rise back up who you become that then becomes a contributor in service to others while being fruitful and fulfilling for you is the true enrichment in life. It's the true commerce of life. We have got so stuck in the importance of money and position 
that we don't realize that the real enrichment is in the heart, the soul, the spirit, the vibration that we're in. And only when you've become so utterly poor do you truly understand where the riches lie. Absolutely. You know, it, um, it kind of like reminds me, it's like there is this idea that goes around that we have. So I talk to, I talk to at least 100 new people a month who, you know, apply for my services. And dang near every single call, when I tell somebody, no, it's actually possible to heal from mm. these traumas. Like people think that they just stuck with you and now, now, now that's it. Or that, you know, you're supposed to have negative thinking, constant negative thinking, and that's not a problem. But it's like, no, because if the moment it's in that you going back to your innate state, you know, yes. the, the, the state that we were before babies is abundant, ever flowing, present, positive state. Going back to that state, you know, like, just like you said, it's when you hit that rock bottom and it's who you become mm -hmm. in the process. That's what it's all about. That's Same right. meditation. Same meditation is not about focusing your mind and clearing your mind. That's a part of it. But it's really about when you see your mind wandering and then you bring it back to your breath or bring it back to some central focus point. That is the strength that that's the meditation muscle that you're trying to flex, like that, that you're trying to really work. It's whenever stuff is all over the place, but you can say no back here. And then over time, obviously the first, like doing it the first 30 times, you're going to suck at it until that 31st time or maybe that 40th time. And then it's like natural. That's when you got it. And you know, you can't be without it anymore because it's your equilibrium. Exactly. Right? It's a part of you getting up and brushing your teeth and having your breakfast. It becomes a part of you. It is just as nutritional to you as any other substance you put in your body. And then, you know, the actual transcendence of that is what you actually put in your body changes mm -hmm. because you want to put the same harmony in your body. Right. as you are feeling. So now you start looking at the foods that are truly, you know, um, harmonic because they're natural right. rather than processed. And because right. and it changes the chemistry in your body and that your body will start talking to you about the conflict. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, I, I do believe in allowing yourself to wander um, because out of that is comes something, a thought, ah, that's when you pull on the thread and bring it back. Mm -hmm. bring it into focus but sometimes you just need to take the flight and right. wonder and then something will come up right. okay that's what i needed to know and i pull it back down into into in that thread into that weave it into it, the blanket but mm -hmm. i think we also feel that we have to do things by numbers and we don't you've got to find the meditation that agrees with you not all meditations are based in breath it doesn't matter what you do Right. You may go for a walk in nature. You may go for a swim. You may go for a bike ride, a jog, whatever it is, is what brings you in center with your breath. Right. Now, I couldn't get cross leg down there. You'll need a crane to get me back up again. It's not my forte at all. But it's where do you find that wonderful journey in? At one with breath, at one with calmness and spirit, one with allowing. And the things that you feel, and of course, the important thing, you must feel your thoughts, not think them. If you're thinking them, you're detached from your heart and soul. When you feel them, you understand what the thoughts are. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, with, with a lot of thoughts and then and feeling the thoughts, it's an interesting conundrum because for some people who think negative thoughts, yes. they negative yeah. about themselves. And then it's like, then they think, oh man, this is just me. But then it's like, well, that's one side of the coin. You know, I think Napoleon Hill, I, I think he said, he said, every thought is two thoughts, one of, of one of and one yeah. of lack of. Yes. Which one do you want to feed? Exactly. Yeah. Right. I think with the, um, there was a story of the, um, there was a um, Native American grandpa talking to his grandson. And the grandpa said that we have two wolves inside of us. One that, you know, wants to kill and destroy and one that wants to bring harmony and like build. And then the, the uh, grandson, he was confused. He's like, well, wait, Papa, like, if there's two, which one wins? Mm-hmm. He said the one, the one that you feed. Yes. That's the one that wins. Yes. And so yeah. which thoughts are you feeding? Like, right. what are you putting in your body? Like, what thoughts are you thinking? What TV shows? That's why I don't watch the news. That's why I don't have notifications on my phone because I'm not trying to get just all these incoming random ass thoughts right. into my system. The, the CNN effect, I call it. They take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption, mm. right? You know, and that is something, yes, we look at the, uh, the media today. You look, I mean, social media is absolutely brilliant if you know how to use it. Again, what are you feeding? Feed the right algorithm, it serves you. If you keep buying into the sensationalism and, you know, um, uh, looking to the negativity of it, looking to the blame, looking to the condemnation of it, then that is what you're feeding. That's what you're going to keep getting back. If we compare ourselves to the algorithms of social media, right, because they're going to feed what you keep supporting. That's the same in your own life. If you keep supporting negativity in you, negativity is what's going to keep visiting you. Right. Mm. Absolutely. You've got to be your own algorithm, right? Yeah. Wow. I love how you phrase that. <laughs> so put out what you want to receive. Mm-hmm. And my mother used to say to me, do unto others as you want others to do unto you. Right. 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 You treat them with kindness. It means you want that kindness back. Not everybody's capable of giving that kindness. It depends where they are, but you don't put blame on them or shame on them. That is for them and their journey, but you do not have to accept any of their hate or their discontent. You can wish them love and wish them blessings and move on. If you can help, you can help. If they're not ready for that help, just sending them loving vibrations is already help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. And so what do you think that, you know, the listeners of your show, what do you think they, they most need, you know? The people, the, the whole reason self-discovery media is here to help people in transition, you know, celebrating the people that have gone through the process that are now here to help others in that transition. We have more people waking up today to this spirit, to this calling, but they don't quite understand it because you've got so many people bombarding them and they don't realize, just keep listening to that inner voice. And it's, how do I do that? So each one of you that I interview has a tool and a skill that you use. And, you know, it is um, purchaser, do your research, listen to the show. Do you resonate with Iran? You know, do you resonate with, with this program? If it does reach out, 
because right. his skill and style may help you on your journey of life because that's what we're here for. We're here to help one another raise our frequency, raise our vibration. Love starts at 580 hertz. We need to get up into that loving vibration and we will start changing the vibration around the world. But it starts with us. We are the solution that we seek. You right. have the skills and the tools to help them find that solution. So okay. why don't you tell people about the program that you have for them? Absolutely. So normally, and this is very interesting, very synchronistic, <laughs> um, because uh, most of the people that I work with, they've had an awakening within the past five years. Most of them within the past two years. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's wonderful to see all these awakeners. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Yes, it's it's every, almost every other call. It's crazy. Almost every other call, somebody says, in the past two years, in the past, like a year ago, yeah. six months ago, two years ago, I've had this awakening. So normally, I help people who've had an awakening, who understands that, that you know, when they look truly, reflectively at their life, that they have traumas and they have stuff from the past that they haven't resolved. They yeah. just they just let time keep going, but they're still there, mm. you know. Um, and <clears throat> I primarily work people who, you know, they they've been to therapy, they you know been to the seminars, they've read the books, but they don't under truly understand how to go deep inside themselves. Haven't made the connection yet. Mm -hmm. Make the connections and make the actual internal physiological and spiritual change so that they can actually feel peace and contentment in their heart. Yeah. yeah. So I primarily help people to heal every single thing that has happened to them in their life, big, small, really big trauma, like, you know, a passing or a death or, you know, like somebody took advantage of you to all the way to, to, to the smallest things where like, you're like teacher called you dumb. And now you yeah. cycle for like 20 years and now you think that you're really dumb. Yeah. Um, and I work with, so I, I teach them how to heal themselves. So the, I have a 13 week program. The first six weeks, I really focus on getting mentally, emotionally, and spiritually cleansed of all these boulders, right? Of all these traumas. So that mm -hmm. their natural innate peace, their natural innate divinity can naturally glow about yes. them. Mm -hmm. Then in the last seven weeks, because what I recognize is that most people who are in transition, one of their biggest problems outside of dealing with their traumas from the past and truly reconciling them is their own identity. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next thing that I help them do in like in the 13 week program in the latter half of it is that I truly help them to look at their identity, to truly understand themselves on the deepest level and why they tick the way they tick, why they think the way they think, where it came from, how it affects them. First degree consequences, second degree consequences, third degree consequences. When I like when I say those consequences, what I mean is that okay, me thinking okay, I am say for instance that a teacher said that I was dumb. Then now me constantly replaying that that is affecting your opportunities. Now you don't even see any opportunities for you to be smart. Right. So I help to completely rechange their self image to be a bolder, confident, braver version of themselves most of the people that i work with they're people who you know in the past they have let people walk walk all of them in the past they, they haven't been truly comfortable being themselves you know like whether they be truly letting their beautiful like divinity essence. show mm -hmm. essence show and i help them to walk in that light and re and rechange all these negative thought patterns that naturally occur to into 24 7 positive, self-affirming 
thoughts running through their head 24-7 on autopilot. Yeah. How to do that. So in 13 weeks, their whole inner system about their identity, their traumas, their money has changed. Because if you want to make a change in your life, you got to see what is stopping you from making that change and what identity do you have. Because the identity that you have, that reflects what you're attracting in your life. So when I get my clients to really go into that deep work and help them recreate how they see themselves on the inside, which is probably the most important thing in life. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yes. They, they now have the ability to manifest these big things right, in their life. Right? For example, one of my clients' name is Dale Peters. He started working with me because, you know, he saw like he was going from divorce to divorce to divorce. And he saw these traumas from his childhood rearing their ugly head, making him angry, making him like, you know, quick witted, like, like making him all that stuff like that. And he had a beautiful relationship at the time that he saw was he was damaging it. Yeah, so I, I work people who are aware enough to call themselves on their own bullshit and say, look, and take and take responsibility for the undermining performance. Right. And so, he started so working. stop feeding the pain. Stop feeding the pain. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. And so he started working with me. And within six weeks, his wife starts to tell other people about me because she just saw a complete 180 in this guy. Somebody who was always angry, who was always carrying around all this stuff to just feeling and being like a monk 24 7 and i and i helped him to recreate his self-image to be a bolder confident beautiful version of himself because most people don't believe that they're beautiful no most people don't believe that they're sexy right Sexy is confidence yeah right? and we talk we talk about watering but they don't know well, well where do i put the watering can exactly. <laughs> they don't know how to water themselves you know <laughs> they just don't know how and it's like they they don't know how and they, and, and they don't know where to start so my process right. helps them to figure out get the landscape of their inner world. Right. See which neighborhoods in their mind needs reconstruction. And create their own utopia. Boom. And then create their tools to constantly do that. The kinds of people I normally work with are people who are truly tired of their patterns from the past. And they want to create new patterns that actually serves them, not sabotages them in their life. You know, I work with people who, and I love when I say this. I get so excited when I say this. I work with people who truly feel like they came down to this planet to, to you know, fulfill the divine mission to help more people in some shape, in some form, in some Right. Fashion. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're let go over their bushes so they can become their most unfuckwittable, invincible version of themselves. So they can maximize their, their uh, divine mission on this planet. You know, and I work with people who truly want to invest in themselves. They understand that they have to invest some money to grow their life and business to take it to that next level. And I work with people, you know, who truly want to grow their mental, emotional, and spiritual states to mock like levels of inner peace and tranquility and create the life of their dreams in the next six to 12 months. Those are known people that I work with. And when those kinds of people come into this program, their life is changed for the better. And you know, you, you've said it over and over again, which is so poignant is, people who are ready, people who are ready to invest in themselves, people who have woken up enough to know that I can't live like this anymore. I have to do something. You can't help people that aren't ready. Right. You, know, you can't pull somebody from that. It's got to be, you know, um, um, I've had a few arguments with people on this, you know, as a counselor is I can only help those that are ready to give me their hand. And I'm, right. you know, it's a hand out, not a, you know, hand up not a handout. It is about helping them find their own legs again. And the thing is, 
some people have gone through some horrific things in life and each person is going to feel a different pain to what has happened to them according to their sensitivity what the trauma is Absolutely. but to get to the point and i've interviewed people like this that can talk about those traumas and, and you listen to them and you go oh my god how are you saying but they were willing to go through the process because it doesn't matter who you are everybody has to go through the process of healing yeah. and where you can look back at what's happened to you you can talk about it but you no longer feel pain attached to it don't we all want that there right. is nobody that goes through life without something but what right. we want to do is look at it we don't want to feel a victim we don't want to keep feeding the pain we, we don't want to feel the fear around it we want to be able to look at it and go that is what happened to me but right. who i am today was my choice because i was willing to do the work to go through it absolutely absolutely and you know it's like i don't work with people who who do hide behind like oh man this happened to me oh, i'm a victim of life oh i can't invest in myself or yeah, like, willingness because you know, mm -hmm. right? it's like if you have that 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 energy that won't serve anybody that won't serve you that won't serve anything and it's like and if you're a person who says okay no i can keep living life like this can you you know or like you know people will, like will say i don't know if i'm ready to to dive into that well hey you know that's on you but it's like look if you don't work on this stuff everything that you have is at stake truly because if if and like we've seen this right with like celebrities who amassed all this money, yes. all this fame, yes. but yet still don't have inner peace inside themselves. Well, um, themselves. Look at Megan and Harry; they live around the corner from me right now. You know, they've walked away from all of that, and right. you know, basically what they're showing is this life you think is the absolutely epitome was a life that was killing us inside, and we're willing to walk away from it. And if they are under the scrutiny and under the judgment and under everything else that they've had to face to do it why can't we walk away from okay. things that aren't serving us Absolutely. you know you can take the horse to water but you can't make them drink but if you leave the horse at the water for long enough they're going to realize they're thirsty i've never heard the last part of that i love that i'm gonna use that thank you that's true and and, yeah. and you know i think that um when people are are, are waking up you know it's like yeah. i mean i mean think about it like if you're living in a state where you can't control your own thoughts if you're living in a state where you're always triggered emotionally in this whole knee-jerk reaction. And it's like you just boom erupt, right? Or, 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 or like anger resides or, or like whatever, you know, comes out. If that is your like life right now, are you mean to tell me that the heaven, because heaven and hell, they're, they're states of mind. Oh, yeah. We're, you, we're living in the heaven and hell all the time. It's again your choice. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So you can tell me that true peace of mind, true not giving a fuck about what, right. what people think. Right. Is it peaceful? Like, you mean to tell me that truly being at peace with yourself, truly loving yourself, truly being in blissful contentment within yourself is the most beautiful thing instead of, you know, the self-sabotaging thoughts and the stuff that you think about yourself? Like, you really have to polarize it because right. people don't really understand something. And the mind, and I, I you know, break, uh, break this down to my clients, like the mind can truly understand something until it's compared to its opposite, right? If a a young boy growing up in poverty never sees 
anything other than poverty would, would think that's just the norm. Yes. Still, you see the, the exact opposite. Right. And, and that there is the path. It's up to you to walk it. Exactly. Right. So I think that everybody can have peace of mind. Everybody can yes. have financial. Well, that's love. what we're here for. That's right. what we're here to discover. You know, this is what we're called here, self-discovery. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say something that a lovely observation of you is I've interviewed people at the beginning of their path in doing like what you're doing. And I know you've been doing it for a few years now, but they've got so popular, they've started drinking their own Kool-Aid. You know, the ego has stepped in. Their self-importance has stepped in instead of the importance of self to give out. You're very, very grounded. So the, the name you were giving, you know, Grounded Flight, was definitely a divine name because you, you come from a place of roots. You know, you, uh, I consider myself a willow tree, very deep-rooted, a very thick tree with many, many branches that always will go with the wind. And they can keep growing uh, because they can take it. The, the, the strength, the core can take it. But it took a long time for me mm -hmm. to build that tree and that core. You've been gifted that. Mm -hmm. And that groundedness that you have, that deep rootedness that you have, but then also the willing to let the branches flow and rustle and speak out to people and allow more branches to grow is truly wonderful. So thank you for not letting your ego get in the way. Thank um, I I appreciate it. Glory be to God. And, you know, it's it's something where I think I see this a lot in the spiritual community. So I'm always checking my ego. And I have people around me to call me my bullshit and to check yes. me. As well, um, yes. Because I think that's so important. Like, you need people not in the corner, which is why I love my girlfriend and my partner because she she is willing to call me on my blind spots because we all have blind spots. We just yes. need somebody honest yes. enough to let us know it. Yes. And another thing is that I think the best thing as a coach is when my clients say, I don't need you anymore. Because I don't, yes. want, I don't yes. want them to feel don't like... Be dependent on you, no. Exactly. You no, want no. them to take flight. Yes, yes. <laughs> you want those wings to be out there and they feel secure with the wind beneath their wings. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. where your true triumph is. Mm -hmm. When Absolutely. people turn around and say, you've given me all you need, I can now take flight. Right? Yeah. And you know, I... Oh, okay, this just came to my head. I have to share it. I remember when I broke up with my uh, ex, with the, like, with the whole toxic relationship. And I, I, and I remember I was talking to my friend Gracie at the time. Um, me and Gracie, like, uh, she, like, she's a friend. She, she's also a, a skater. So we were skating around and we was talking about it. And I told her, I said, look, I said, after I broke up with my ex, I felt like my angel wings flapped back open. Uh -huh. and, and oh my gosh, okay, this was crazy. But it's not crazy, but it was crazy. Um, and <laughs> we were sitting at this koi pond, and it was like these uh, fish. And I was like, yo, like, I feel this, this, this energy surging in me because I felt like so, for so long, and for like that like year and a half, I was in a relationship with my freshman and sophomore year, sophomore year-ish, like two years almost, I felt like confined. Mm. You know, you're feeling confined. What's the opposite feeling? Complete freedom. Feeling, feeling yeah. as light as a feather floating mm -hmm. on water. Yes. Right? <laughs> when I put my like hand down and I just put my hand down and I just started breathing and I closed my eyes and I, and I started to imagine these angel wings that was like, you know, like, whole, like trying to protect me, flapping mm -hmm. open. And then like literally all of the fish came towards us. And like, she was like, Duran, literally, if you start walking on water, I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, oh my gosh! But like the energy comes to energy. 
All right, that's the thing. We want that kind of energy when somebody's got it. They'll come to you and always trust an animal that, or any other life form that comes to you because they feel your energy. You can trust in that energy. It's pure. Absolutely. And I'm saying that like story to tell people like if you feel confined by your own shackles, the best prison is your own prison because yeah. you can get up. <laughs> yes. Out of that is the point that is the point everything comes down to choice mm-hmm. everything comes down to choice if, if the heaven and hell thing it, you know how many people go through hell you went through hell in your life right. and you decided heaven was a hell of a lot better <laughs> <laughs> but you decided to do something about it and we have to get out of the victim mode I've got plenty of traumas that still want to, to, to jump on me. And yeah, they're probably systemic and, you know, my, my cellular and they pop up every now and again. I haven't got time for them. I'm too busy. You know, I love what I do. I love interviewing people like you who are sharing that beautiful life journey and those wings and that energy that's going to inspire, invite, and help other people find their wings because that is what it's about. We can if we choose and all we need to do is just find that right person that can be the wind beneath our wings that understand us that we connect with that we resonate with that can help us open up and discover ourselves and that's what it's about we're not meant to do it alone the journey we take is always alone but the people you'll meet along the way will give you the skills the tools the knowledge you need we've also got to understand knowledge is a database what you're trying to learn is the wisdom to understand the knowledge. I love that. <laughs> a lot of quotables, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm going with the flow. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that that is what I, so if someone's watching and someone's, you know, like kind of on the fence, mm-hmm. right, uh, about like, oh, man, I may want to, you know, like, you know, talk to this guy, but I don't know. Maybe he may be too expensive. I don't know. I may not have time. I don't know. I may not. Whatever blank spot yeah. you put right there. This is what I would tell you. Once again, if you're okay living life the way you've been living it, then keep living like that. If you, like, I tell people on the phone, I'm saying, look, okay. You know, okay, if you're, if you listen to this, just like, here's a, here's a, here is a few questions for you to write down. If you were to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 in terms of uh, the impact of past traumas or unresolved issues on your life, one being a scale of a tiny little pebble, 10 being a scale of a big boulder, what would you rate it? Honestly, by yourself. Yeah. Just write it down. It, you say nine out of 10. Okay, cool. How does that affect you in your life? Really write that down. Really just think about it. Write that down. How does it affect your business? How does it affect your yeah. relationship? How does it affect you when you buy yourself? And your health too. Your right. health too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Okay. Negative thinking percentage throughout the day. What is that? 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%. What is that? Write that down. What is your loudest negative thought, which is the biggest bullshit story you're telling yourself? What is that? Write that down. Okay. What is your most painful problem right now? Okay. Write that down. Next question. Are you okay living your current life for the next five years? If you say no, hop on a call with me. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Until you talk with you, you know, a lot of people, well, I don't know if I'm ready. You know, I've had this tap on the shoulder, but I'm a bit confused. That's the reason you're here. 
you're here to bring about clarity for people and you may only take them so far in life and then maybe they need someone else to take them further but the whole point is take the first step in, in saying that how do people reach out to you where do they find you yes so um basically if you want to schedule a time to have a chat with me where i'll just ask you some questions very similar to the same questions i just said and a few other questions then you can go to www.duronessex.com forward slash schedule it will pull up a calendar where it shows you my availability for the next four days. You just schedule a time there and then you will fill out a very brief survey talking about where you currently are at is going to ask you those same questions I just said and then where you want to be. And then we'll just have a chat and I can honestly, then I will have a conversation with you and I'll look at your survey and then I'll say, yo, I believe I can help you or yo, I believe I, I don't have the, the like tools to help you. I will transparently let you know either way because I'm not here to waste anybody's time. I know I like, you know, my clock is ticking for when I leave this earth. So I want to help as many people as possible. So I want to make sure that the people I do help, I can actually help them and I can and actually get them where I'm promising I, I can get them to. Right. So that is the best place to have a conversation with me. I'm going to say it one more time, www.duronessex.com forward slash schedule. You can fill out a time to chat with me. And then in the next few days, and then I'll, you know, look at your like survey. I'll probably follow you on Facebook and then we'll just have that chat. And if it's, if this is my like motto, if our boats float down the same stream, that's cool. If our boats float opposite streams, that's also cool. Yes. Either way, it's all love. Yes. And either way, you know. It's all love. And of course, if people want to know more about you, they can just literally go to your site anyway and just suss everything out there and, uh, um, um, you know, re-listen to the show because you've really laid your heart out there. You've laid your purpose out there. You've laid, you know, the why you're doing this and the how you're doing this. And again, I'm saying to people, we're not meant to do this alone. The journey we walk is our feet, one in front of the other. But, you know, when the students are ready, the teacher is there. And if you've woken up and you're confused, if you're feeling things you don't know how to understand, if you're feeling something that um, you don't know what it is, then that's where the teacher comes in. And this is where somebody is going to help you understand that. And you're going to understand it in your own light. But it's all about you becoming that light. And yeah. as you said, when that person takes flight and doesn't need you anymore, hallelujah, your job is done. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know uh, one more thing that i would say you know and that i tell my clients is that i'm not here to mother nobody i'm not here to yeah. father nobody. i'm not here to baby nobody i'm here to guide like to like yes. you know, and guide you and i like to call myself a comrade that will be there with you you know to help you in the battle against yourself this is all about yourself and so like i'm there to help give you the ammo give you the tools give you the strategy give you the the step-by-step -step daily because without the daily action plan nothing happens the step-by-step -step daily action plan to execute on your mission to becoming your goddess god divine most baddest b type version of yourself yes you're the conduit <laughs> to open up people's hearts and souls and spirits right and that's what we need because um, right now frequencies are changing 
it's uh, turning it up on us and it's waking people up and we need more people woken we need more people to step into this consciousness you have to understand human beings are the problem on this planet but we're also the solution and if we don't like what we see out there then we need to become better wholer purer so that we can bring a different vibration and a different solution to this world this beautiful world that has everything we ever need and so let us not keep abusing ourselves by neglecting ourselves let us start embracing ourselves with love and kindness because kindness first starts with you and be willing openly to take the journey and face whatever it is you face because who you become on the other side oh, is heavenly right amen <laughs> this has been wonderful to run you know again i i'm love i interviewed an awful lot of people of my age and and you know 50s and 40s up but to see some you're so young who was willing to take the journey and open up to it and and um you know become that gift that other people need so um you know clone yourself make more of you okay <laughs> invite more people of your age to step into their own empowerment because we need more of that you're the next generation and my if we can get there you know it's um your generation is going to change and conduct life in a totally different way to my generation and and i hope i'm long enough around to see those benefits because it's going to be much much harmon more harmonious life so Amen. thank you thank you for being the contributor thanks a lot and folks remember it is our journey you know it's i bring you the people like deron who's here to help you on that journey you're not meant to do it alone i never leave you alone i always give you awesome people that are going to help you on that path so connect with him find out if there is that synergy there and be inspired to start inviting your own insight out to speak because that's where the voice lies so until next time folks bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show to find many more shows of inspiration please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you do enjoy our next show <laughs>